Welcome to the 10 Minute Money Podcast. My name is John Dyer, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today, we're going to talk about pensions and the market. How you doing, Paul? I'm great. Good morning, John. I think it's a great topic. Yeah, I... I've been talking to a lot of police officers lately and firefighters and teachers that are retiring, and I thought that uh, we have a good strategy for that, so I thought we could talk about that today. Right. Yeah, and I've got a... uh, I'm interested because, you know, my wife's a teacher, so this is very interesting. Yeah, so here in Michigan... uh, Teachers have a pension. I th- teachers, police officers, firefighters, most states are the same. And I'm not going to dive into how pensions work, and they're all different in different states. Yeah, I think states. most people understand how pensions work, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're similar in, in different states, you right. know, with, with um, the buy-ins and years worked and that kind of thing. Right. But mainly when I do retirement plans for like generally social security covers about a third of your retirement yeah pensions cover about a third of your retirement and then your investments would be left to cover the last third right i think a lot of people that have pensions may think that oh i have a pension i'm good i don't have to put any more away uh, I've got Social Security and my pension. I'm covered for retirement, and that may be true if you've got really low expenses. Yeah, but I've met a number of people like that who don't think they need to invest because they have a teacher's pension, and so they think they'll get Social Security, so they'll be covered. But how can you be covered? Like in today, if inflation sticks around for a while, it's everything's getting more expensive. Right, inflation has doubled. It's right. more than doubled. It's like, it's tripled. So even if it comes down, we think it's going to come down, it's still so high that I think you're going to need some extra savings. And right. teachers, firefighters, police officers aren't, they, they may not want to put into their 457 plan because they don't get matched, sure. which is like a 401k. Uh, they, they, there's no match there. So they may not. Uh, there's no incentive and, to put it in. Right. Except for a tax deferral, but. They might, yeah, you're right. They might not do it. If, if they had a match, they'd probably be incented to really save. Right. So tip number one, 457, if you do, if you are saving to that, try not to do an annuity. Try not to I put agree. your money in an annuity. It's going to yeah. lock the money up. It's going to make it hard for you to take it out when you need it. A lot of people will put into annuities closer to retirement, try to amp up that 457, and they uh they're locking their money up so talk to a financial advisor about it uh independent uh, right try to find a fiduciary i agree just most of the time the fiduciaries i know will give you a pro bono you know session just tell you if you're pointing in the right direction what we think you should do is try to sock that money in into an after-tax account uh, we call it a non-qualified account. But yeah, tell them how that works because a lot of people don't understand how that works. So the way that works is you you get paid, money goes into your bank account, you open up after-tax account. It's just a standard account. Yeah, it could be in, in their name, right? 
yeah and you can account. you can open it up at any one you can open up at any one of the broker dealers any any big broker dealer every broker right. dealer has yeah an after-tax account or right and it's just account. not an ira it doesn't have an ira term in it right this is yeah. outside ira and it can be a joint account it's just like a bank account right but you can you can have investments in yeah it. perfect so it's a joint it can be joint it can be individual and you you and you invest you can buy mutual funds exchange traded funds or etfs and stocks the difference is money is taxed goes in grows and then you have to pay uh taxes on the gains yeah. Yeah. I was just probably a week, maybe two weeks ago, I met with an engineer, has an IRA, 72, has to start taking RMDs, doesn't want the money, but has to take the distributions. And he's like, what do we do with this? I'm like, well, just put it in, open up an individual brokerage account. And his answer was like, we can do that. Like, yeah, you can open up an individual brokerage account, slide your RMD right over to that and stay invested. It's just amazing how some people don't understand how right. it works to me. But, you know, I, I think this is great information for people. Right. And we we love this. We use it. So I use this type of account. And the nice thing about this type of account is usually if you're a firefighter, police officer, officer teacher, you're going to retire before 59 and a half, which is, which is when you can touch your retirement money, like in a 457 or... IRAs or some other rules around that where you can get it a little early, but it's a little tricky. So generally, you can't touch that money before you're 59 and a half unless you have it in a standard account. So if you're putting money away into a standard account, your extra money and saving it, you can potentially retire early and use the money you've saved in this account. Right. Yeah, no, I think it's a great strategy. And you can... You can use it for other things too. If you have other, if you want to buy an investment property or something else, you can use this money. So people typically don't like to keep a lot of cash in the bank, and we think you shouldn't keep more than three to six months of expenses worth of cash in your bank account. Above and beyond that, you want to invest in a after-tax or standard account. Yeah, like this. Right. No, uh, that's. It. This is the kind of stuff I love talking to people about, and I, I love how you do those financial plans for people and show them sort of a what-if scenario, like you can do this, and it just opens people's eyes. Right. So this this account can be used for retirement or anything else, and there's no minimum or maximum to how much you can right. put into it. No. Nope. You just pay taxes when you uh, make a sale right. of whatever you've bought. Yep. And but yeah, when you if you realize a gain or a loss, if you're opening up one of these accounts, it's it's best to work with a professional. Looking at the tax situations when you're selling things, you don't want to maybe generate a lot in gains and have to pay a big bill at tax time. Recapping, people that have a pension and they're going to get Social Security, look to open up one of these after-tax or standard accounts and start putting as much as you can in those and investing in the market. Love it. So let's move on to a market update. It's just such a tough time right now as we're watching what's going on in the Ukraine. It just breaks your heart to see what those people are going through. But I do think it 
it increases the probability of us going into a recession sometime this year, early next year. What do you think that probability is at of a recession? Mm, Ballpark. You know, two weeks ago, I would have said a 25%. Now, I would say probably closer to 60% probability. 60%. And for people that don't know what a recession is, what is a recession? Yeah, so it's two two quarters of... um, negative GDP growth. And so we won't know that we're in a recession until basically we've gone through it. You know? And the market will react negatively to that. Right, right. And and usually, I mean, everybody thinks of the, the Great Recession of 08 and 09. That's an extreme example. Technically, we did go into a recession in COVID. Uh, March 2020, we were in a recession briefly. Uh, we get through it. These happen periodically. You know, it's part of the cyclical nature of, of these markets. I do think it's important to stay invested in high-quality investments, even though it hurts to look at your statements when they when they drop. You don't want to sell at the bottom. And I love how you said stay invested because yeah, so many do. people want to get can, out, yeah. and you can't time the market. It's impossible. It's impossible. So many people that wanted to get out, because we've had people that wanted to get out when the market was down back when COVID hit, and the market turned in a blink of an eye, yeah. and they missed out. Right, right. It, so good example of that would be a couple of weeks ago, we had, when it was actually the day when Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. The market was down like 800 points in right. the morning. Right. Everybody thought, okay, this is it. The market's just going to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to tank. What happened? By the end of the day, the market was up 100 points, and then the next day it was up like 700. It so can if you turn sold, so if, fast. If you sold out that morning, which there were a few people that did, you missed out. You missed out on all those gains. Yeah. So we can't. It hurts. So what I I like to do is when when actually when we're going through times like this. And uh, I like to sell off on up days, you know, sell off some things there. We yeah, had raise, raise a little cash. And Just get some cash on the yeah. sidelines. Yeah, things were way up on. And and then you've got some money to buy when the market dips. Right. You can't, you can't no. time it. I, I actually like the reinvestment strategy. So when Apple, Microsoft, you know, John Deere, when all these great companies pay dividends, reinvesting in those same shares, they might be down... I mean, some of those stocks are only down four or five percent. They're not down tremendously, but you're still buying at a lower price. In ten, twenty years, thirty years down the road, you will not be able to tell when the you know if we do go into a recession in in twenty twenty two when it happened. If you look at a chart, you will not be able to tell. That's a great thing about having dividend stocks in this type of environment. Right. Yeah. I think I think our portfolio will really shine this year. Having good quality dividend stocks like the Procter and Gambles, and we've said it before, they can raise prices and people will pay it, right? Because it's a brand name, right? Yeah, I, and I think it kind of it, it makes me think about the Fed interest rate policy. I really thought for sure two weeks ago they would have done fifty basis points for March. Now I think they're. My guess this whole year it's going to be 25, 25, 25, 25, four 25 increments. 
Which is kind of a soft landing. I would hope. I would hope if he is going to try to make this soft landing happen, that's probably the best chance he has for it, is four 25 basis point increases. I think if anybody can do it, it's Mr. J. Powell. I, yeah. think he can, I think he can navigate us through this. Yeah. You made a comment, which I never knew. How many economists does he have working for him? He's got over 100 economists working yeah, for him. It's remarkable. With PhDs, you know, all of them. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it, yeah. So yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. We're the most powerful economy in the world with the most powerful banking system in the world that reaches globally. We're the currency reserve for the world. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a big deal um, when uh, Jay Powell is, is a very powerful individual. Right. He really calmed the markets this week in, in from what I saw when he was speaking right he's going to raise interest rates which means what housing prices typically fall but we have such a low inventory i think those prices are going to kind of stabilize if not right a four percent mortgage is still historically really low right yeah so in a normal environment i think you would see housing prices fall i think that we're probably still a year or two out from that yeah, um, I if agree. They continue to raise interest rates over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think if if we look out a year from now and the interest rates are up by one percent, one full percent, so four quarter point increases, it could have a, a small effect on house housing prices. Because you're right, it's such a low supply right now, and there's a high high demand for housing. I mean, all uh, there's lines to get in and see anything right. that gets listed. It goes so fast. Right. That happens. Typically, bond prices fall, which we've seen. Bond right. prices have fallen. And people are going to they're going to flock to dividend stocks. Right. So it's going to be a good environment for high-quality dividend stocks. Right, right. So did we miss anything? Oh, I just want to say, I just, I want everybody to pray for peace in the Ukraine. I think it's going to be a, a long battle here for those people. And I just, my heart goes out to them. Yeah, I agree. It's it's terrible to think about everything that's going on over there. It's and such an I feel unfair so bad fight. for those people. They just got through COVID. Oh. You just got through a hundred year yeah. pandemic, and now you have to deal with a war. Yeah, you have Russian tanks. You have somebody your invading backyard. your country. Yeah, it's just I, I hate to see it. So yeah, pray for those people. As always, this podcast is for educational purposes only. Please give us a review and like our podcast wherever you listen. And you can find us at www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com for any finance-related questions. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, John. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 